It's Britney, bitch. And I am back. I get no Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday I, alongside my favorite British men, dive into every single issue of every single volume of Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley's... Racka, racka, thracka, doom! <laughs> so... We are, we've been talking Invincible every single week for the past over 20 weeks. We've been going yeah. through and we are right at the end. We've got two volumes left. And while uh, we've got the two-part finale, The End of All Things, upcoming, this week Jacob is off to uh, attend the funeral for Olivier um he was the only one of us that got an invite for some reason but we really are interesting in choice spirit. yeah i mean it's not like i you know poured my heart and soul into his characterization for this whole book club and coined the term french violence or bde but i get it's it it's totally you know fun what? it's totally fun it's not it's like fun. you did a beautiful rendition of that song from les mis last week a beautiful it's, rendition it, it's it's not like in his honor not it's like fine. i matter but um it's fine. jealous you're jealous so mm -hmm. Jacob is off to attend that funeral. We are sending our wishes with him. And hopefully uh, this whole conflict with Thrag is going to work itself out. But while he's gone, we decided to take another interlude. One last pit stop before we get to the end of all things. And this episode, we're taking it back, back, back in time to yeah. almost a prequel of the invincible series mm -hmm. it's brit bitch it's brit love it love it we are diving into volume one of brit entitled old soldier this is a collection of three one shots essentially that have one kind of overarching story but it contains the stories brit uh brit cold death and brit red white black red, and white, blue black and blue yeah. And this was uh, written by Robert Kirkman with art by Tony Moore and Cliff Rathburn. Woo! Tony Moore. Tony Moore. The man, the myth, the legend, the more. Cliff, Cliff Rathburn, who we're familiar with as an anchor. Mostly. We are. We are. But this boy jumped right in. Tony, he, Tony did art. <laughs> yeah, he did. He does uh, the art and inks for both uh, red, white, black, and blue, as well as the epilogue that kind of ties everything together. Mm -hmm. While Tony Moore had uh, the art duties and inking duties on Brit and Brit Cold Death. So this was really interesting, kind of going back and diving into. Um, yeah. This was part of, like I said, a three-issue, almost mini-series. It's kind of the same thing that DC does with like their Black Label books now, where it's like book one, book two, book three, mm -hmm. and like that's kind of a whole encompassing story. Brit did have a uh, an on or a twelve-issue maxi series after this, but it wasn't written by Robert Kirkman, so yeah. we wanted to just kind of focus on this and 
I think for all intents and purposes, for the most part, this tells a pretty complete story. There's a really complete story here. Um, yeah, it, it works very well, self-contained. And whether you're familiar with the Invincible verse or not, it, it works very well. Totally agree. And we've we have poured our hearts out talking about how much we love Brit throughout this entire book club season, um, including the two weeks that we spent with uh, guarding the globe and invincible mm -hmm. universe. Brit was arguably the main character. Um, and mm -hmm. it was really interesting to dive back into this because this came out and I looked this up. I looked up the dates, this first Brit book, book one, Brit book, uh, Brit book, Brit book was released July of 2003. Invincible okay. number one came out January of 2003. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Okay. So this was happening concurrently with those first few issues of Invincible, which yeah. is wild to me, but at the same time makes a lot of sense for some of the choices that are made here. Mm -hmm. This is a very, this is very much as we've, you know, mentioned in the earlier episodes of this book club, this is very much a Robert Kirkman early 2000s book. Yes. And yes. you will kind of get into that as you get into the art as well as some of the narrative choices and some of the character choices. Mm. But what do you say, man? Let's just go ahead and dive into this. Let's talk about it. Book one. Book one, actually, uh, again, and what's really cool is that this book is almost a prequel to the Invincible series. So certain characters will pop up and you'll be like, wait a second, I saw them in Invincible. This is before all that. This is so, well before that. Brit dives off of this uh, helicopter with Mr. Donald Ferguson. Yeah, you'd think that Brit was a character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he just hops right out of the helicopter. Hops right out of there. And honestly, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, this is how I want my Luke Cage book to start him just hopping so, out of a helicopter. So that's the thing is that I think that Brit works really well as Luke Cage. Absolutely. He's he does. white Luke Cage. He's old man Logan and Luke Cage. In and Luke one Cage book. puts a, that's exactly it. And it works so well so well and it's it it's really so cool well. that because this is pre brit leading the guardians this is mm -hmm. pre brit being involved with anybody he was just the blunt instrument that they sent into he was a black ops guy yeah and so if something needed to be fixed he was the fixer he was a fixer yeah i love it and so what's happening is that there is this um there there's essentially this commotion going on brit is sent in to stop it and he finds mastermind mastermind who we're familiar with from i mean for us now several volumes ago of invincible yes. it was a while ago but, it was a while back but, but yeah this was their first meeting i guess and what is really um what is really clear to me is honestly how much the Tony Moore art style works with Brit. Yeah. Like Brit he looks is, great. He looks great. And he's been drawn by three different artists as we've covered in this, in this story. Um, Ryan Otley, we've got, um, Oh, who is, uh, who uh, is the artist on guarding the globe? Uh, there was some Todd knock in there. There's, There's some Todd knock. He too, did Todd invincible, Knock did invincible universe. universe and the second half of guarding the globe. 
Uh, so he um, was the predominant there. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've seen a little bit of Corey. We've seen some Corey Walker, Britt. Now. We have seen some Corey Walker. So yeah. that's, I guess, technically across so this book, there's, there's five. Handful. Yeah. Yeah. A full handful of artists, but I think this one works the most for me. Yeah, same. Strangely enough, I think the Tony same. Moore style really helps kind of sell how not just like how jacked he is, but also how bad he looks just as yeah. like an old man. Yeah, I yeah, he looks very much like an old man. He he looks like he's in his 60s, yeah. which I think is fucking rad. And it's uh, I love amazing. Tony Moore. I'm I'm an easy Tony Moore mark. Like I think I think Tony Moore is a great artist. But like there's there's this panel right after like the big crap bloom explosion yeah. uh, when the giant massing of P- I mean, there's a giant mastermind has all of these people it's under his control these people into a up mech. together into a giant mech and like they throw a car and like after the first car is thrown, there's this panel of Brit where he's just like standing and that's like iconic. Like it's yeah. the coolest looking panel of him with like his legs spread open. He's like, ah, yeah. isn't that like Mr. Incredible? Yeah, he, he looks like Mr. Incredible. Agreed. Like that's that's exactly it. He looks like Mr. Incredible, like body frame wise, which yeah. is tight. <laughs> and it's cool because like it's not at any point at any point in this book a superhero book. This is no. legit. It's a black like, ops book all the way. It's a black ops book from start to finish. But having yeah. Brit have this superpower that he is invulnerable. By the way, at one point he says like I'm invulnerable. I'm like. Why is that not his superhero name? Why is he not invincible? He's invincible more than it, more than it, more than Mark is. Why is he not invincible? What is this? Because he doesn't have anything else. That's why. He's but just, it doesn't matter. He's just impossible to kill. He's but invincible doesn't shell. invincible doesn't mean you're able to fly and like destroy stuff. Invincible just means you can't be harmed. I guess, that's and that's fair. Brent. I guess that's fair. I because, have cracked this wide we, up. Because as we established last week, his new name is Lifeline. That's you're right. You're right. But he's not <laughs> Lifeline yet. He could have been invincible all yet. the way up to Lifeline. No, nah, he's. Just I think great. it would. I think it would have been a a good progression of his character being yeah, less. When, about, when he starts suiting up as a costumed hero, like he's yeah, Lifeline. He it's about the people, not about. Yeah. Anyway, this is why I didn't get invited to the funeral. I guess um, so, because you would have started a fight. I would have started a fight with Robert Kirkman guarding the globe when he starts a fight at the funeral with Chupacabra. (laughs) A man among men is Brit. A man among men is Brit. When I'm an old man, when I'm an old man, I'm going to cosplay Brit. That's going to be the only cosplay I do. Oh, hell yeah. Do you think Brit is a little guy? That's the only thing I couldn't really get a good sense of. I couldn't tell if he's like, that is shorter the thing. His, or not. His scale is really weird because there are certain times, yeah. like you can see just here, like in the opening segment, like he is taller than taller than Donald while he's sitting, but then he's walking yeah. through this highway and he is like towering over a car and he's as tall as a bus. And then yeah. at another point, he's like in that same issue or that same page he's shorter than a bunch of people so like the scale of this is way off it is very very strange to me but i think overall the character know. the character works as it's 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 hard to tell and it's especially tell. with like his first big fight being against this giant mech made of humans which is insane insane and every single time like they make a step 
people are being squished and dying when they pick up the car to throw him like oh the yeah people are being like splattered against it because master oh, yeah. doesn't care yeah when he's like when he's like colliding them against brit like smashing yep. the giant mech fist into the other gi- like and he's just, and brit's like you're, you're not hurting me you're just killing all these people yeah like, <laughs> i love when he like he jumps up he grabs onto mastermind's hair and so you know tight. that that moment he's there's nothing on this planet that, that can, make, can him let make him let go yeah and he just starts like fucking walloping him in the face and the guy's like so all right tight. cool so he takes the one of the hands and starts to pull him right and he's just like hey i i bet you're you're about to pop you're about to because he, he's trying to like pull him in half essentially but brit don't work that way so nope. these people are just being squished and killed and he's just like sitting there like dude stop and he's just gonna keep and he just keeps hitting him in the face until just he keeps hitting him in the face falls unconscious and then all these and then once he falls unconscious all these bodies just start dropping from the sky it's terrifying <laughs> like this is, is a nightmare <laughs> and brit kind of like pulls him out he's still holding on to mastermind's hair and he's just like shit <laughs> just and looking he, at this field of bodies and i love the director and at this point the director is Erickson, Erickson who we are uh-huh. familiar with thanks to Invincible Presents, Adam Eve, and Rexplode. That's what's great about how we've done this is that we we get to go back. It's very uh it's very Rashomon. Yes. <laughs> we get to go back it's very like all right. Guess together. it's time for a flashback episode. Yes, exactly. Just as it's ramping up. <laughs> but yeah, I love that he's just like uh I, I just want to read this quote. Just like Jesus Christ, Donald, that was a goddamn massacre. You call having to stage a 100 car pileup in order to keep this from being public discreet? Like, <laughs> I love that. It's so good. <laughs> and so we. Poor Donald. Poor Donald. Just doesn't he's, deserve this. He's just working his job. He's, he's just, just working the job. And so we see the early days of. Cecil Stedman's Department of Defense and Erickson is running the show here there's this not DA Sinclair yeah I don't remember his name but we saw him in Invincible presents Adam Eve and Rexplode as well that's right we did Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like these are like these are these bad guys like these guys Rogers okay so this is Rogers. Rogers yeah um and he is straight up like proto sinclair he's just like mm-hmm. look if you just let me kill this guy and dissect him like this is gonna go a lot faster and they're like no no no, we got to keep him alive um and then we find out what donald or no not what donald what brit kind of does because when we meet brit yep and we're reading about his story with uh with the guardians and invincible universe he is he just works for the government down. yeah he works for the government he's got a wife he's got a little baby boy little brit jr here he's uh he's living the bachelor life essentially he runs a strip co- club called the ladies room gross name for a strip club i'm just gonna go ahead and throw that <laughs> it's bad it's it's bad gross name for a strip club it's that's really nothing bad. against strip clubs that's just a gross name for one. <laughs> but i mean it's it's a super old british guy like what are we what do we know is he 
Jewish? We don't know because we had a conversation, not. right? We had a conversation <laughs> way back when he was introduced in Invincible, and we're like, it's Jason Statham. Yeah. And there's moments in you know the first couple, you know, his first interaction with Invincible, where he's very clearly speaking with a British accent yeah. and using British slang. And yeah. yet here in this book, he is straight up presented as Wolverine. He is true blue. He's Wolverine in that he like is American, but we're probably going to say he's something else later down the line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. It's like, yeah, this guy worked for the Canadian government <laughs> because he's Canadian. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense. Like, Who knows? He, he's just American. Because, I mean, they even, like, talk about how he's been working for the government for years. Right. Like, for years at this point. Like, uh, I, they tell Rogers that Britt's been working there longer than he's been alive. And like, Rogers is an old And Rogers dude. is an old man. Like. <laughs> so, obviously, Britt is quite old. He, he probably has some sort of decelerated aging thanks to his powers. But they Makes never sense. really touch upon that. But he comes up to his room and finds himself with a young concubine. Mm. Definitely one of the strippers from uh, from his shop d- down the way. And then at a certain point, she's, you know, they're getting hot and heavy. And he says, damn it, Jessica. And I'm like, what? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So apparently Jessica used to be a stripper in uh-huh. Brit's employ. Uh-huh. She she was a law student, dropped out of law school, went to go work at the ladies' room. Uh, and now her and Brit have been together for three years. Just wild. And I Crazy. mean gr- granted, like again, when we meet Jessica, she is already married to Brit. They've already got a child, and they're like just living the life. And but you get no sense of this history whatsoever. No. It's, it's like it didn't happen. It's yeah. like no one read the Brit book, and so it didn't happen. <laughs> well, to be fair, once she becomes a mom, like, I think she is not into the stripping thing. Plus, they get so much money that she doesn't really need to have a job. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, by the end of this, they're living in that gigantic mansion, which is interesting because when we see them invincible, and they're living in an blood, apartment. They're living in an apartment. So, I mean, it, it that seems more like Brit's speed anyway, especially sure. after reading this book. For sure. This seems too lavish. But so the, the the two of them have been together for about three years and she wants him to meet her parents. We yeah. also, what I love about this book is that we get a lot more Brit and Donald. We've had, I love that. We've had flashes of it at different points in the book. Uh, we had a couple dedicated uh, scenes and issues in the uh, Invincible Universe and Guarding the Globe mm-hmm. uh, volumes. But this book really sells their friendship. Yeah. They've been working together for a real long time. Yeah, Donald's been his handler for a really long time. And there yeah. is a clear like relationship there to the point where they are now just full-on friends. And I like that a lot. Absolutely cool. dig it. And so we we see that Roger is very interested in replicating Brit's abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, he, they talk about, you know, oh, we captured Mastermind because we want to replicate his abilities. And Rogers brings up a really great point that I just I'm surprised I haven't seen brought up uh, in any other comic. He's like, we have these earbuds to nullify his powers. 
Why do we want to replicate his powers if we know how to nullify it? I, I love that so much. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> like, even if he uses his powers, yeah. we just have an army of controlled people. It's just normal people. He's we right. have normal people. Like <laughs> that, that's such a smart argument. <laughs> you like, it's stupid. Like, why would we want to replicate that guy's powers? Let's do something with Brit's powers instead. That's actually useful. Yeah. If we had if we had even two young Brits over <laughs> one old Brit, we could do more damage. Like, <laughs> like which makes really me think like Brit must have been a monster when he was young. Like oh, yeah. you sent you drop that guy into a war zone and he will win single handedly. Oh yeah. So they mentioned that you know Brit's gotten a little older, he's gotten a little slower, and when this interdimensional beast comes through and he ends up killing it there's a moment where you know brit's kind of like wiping himself off with the towel yeah he had to like explode this guy's heart like through his from mouth. the inside like, he got like inside yeah and he says he like crushed its heart or something that felt like a heart maybe yeah. <laughs> that's why i always struggled with the statham because it wasn't meant to be a statham impression Maybe it was never meant to be a Statham. That's why I always had such trouble. That's the reason. It's not my Maybe inability to do a Jason Statham accent. It's the no. book telling me that that's not yeah. his voice. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a, I don't know what accent he's got to have, but he's got to have something gruff. Yes. Yeah, he's just, he's just gruff Clint Eastwood style, like Next almost. Next time decide to open that thing, call almost, someone else. Almost a Brolin yeah. or a Tommy Lee Jones. Ooh, see, but Tommy Lee Jones has too much twang to it. That's the thing, because I was thinking like a Sam Elliott or a Tommy Lee Jones. I don't mind the twang. Got too much cause... twang to it. Okay, so Josh Brolin doing Tommy Lee Jones from Men in Black Three. Tell you what, Slick, <laughs> like that. <laughs> Tell you what, Slick. <laughs> Tell you what, Slick. Tell you what, Slick. <laughs> Here's how it's gonna be, Slick. So anyway, uh, Brit, after wiping some of the blood off, we see possibly a nosebleed. And what I love is that it's never confirmed or denied. I love that. At any point. But I also hate it. <laughs> because that means at any point, this could come back. Mm -hmm. This could be a weakness. But Donald, Donald's like freaked out by it. Because he knows what this means. Yeah, he's like, listen, Britt played it off. But like, I know what I saw. That was blood coming out of his nose. He's getting older. <laughs> and, so, and we also see... Donald is still in the throes of like his wife having divorced him. He's still dealing with his, you know, familial drama. We get a quick look at, I guess, Jessica doing a strip routine. There's a lot of scenes in the strip club. This, this book, book is mature rated. Very mature. And, more so and, than Invincible. And it doesn't need to be like, there's no. just things that like don't need to be there. there. This doesn't give any kind of context for Brit to be there with, uh, this guy who I don't think we ever actually learn his name. No, do we? The guy who works at the strip club, like I don't Brick, think so. Who looks like uh, I don't know if Guy Fieri and uh, what's the Olaf guy? I hate that guy. What's his name? If they oh, had like I, a kid, together. I don't know. It, I don't know what his name is, but I know what you're who you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like he he looks like that. Oh, I guess I guess he looks like Tom Arnold. I guess he looks like if if Tom Arnold you know was young in two thousand three. I and may, maybe it's just because I just watched Spider-Man Two today. Do you remember that guy in the elevator scene? Yeah, with Spider-Man, uh, he's like an overweight version of that of him. How? Uh, what's his name? How something? How, 
Yeah, the guy who's like, okay, 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 I'm gonna like the up. most okay. early two thousands yeah. guy I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> oh man, it's front of it too so good. <laughs> this it's it's incredible. I've um, I've uh, forgotten. But uh, we see as as you know, Brit's taking a load off. Uh nope, that sounds wrong in a strip club. Um <laughs> back at the Pentagon. Uh Erickson is having a meeting with Donald and with Rogers and Donald's Here's like, the thing. Erickson sucks because Erickson Donald's sucks. like talking in the middle of this meeting. Erickson walks in and Erickson just says, just fuck you. I'm late. <laughs> that's how what? I'm going to, that's going to, ha- how I'm going to enter rooms now. Just if I'm that's running so behind, weird. just walk in, fuck you. I'm late. And just sit down and begin conversing. The the goddamn confidence of this guy. Like, I mean, you gotta respect sucks. it. He's a scumbag, but you gotta uh, respect the confidence. He just sucks. Like, and the next words out of his mouth are horseshit. Yeah. He just. So, Rogers is more than like, dude. That means all all signs all signs are go. Let's get me in there to fucking kill this guy and start ripping him open. And Erickson's like, all right, cool. You've got all the funding you need. Go for it. Then we cut over to meeting the parents. I think that we could very easily do Meet the Fockers, remake it. But instead of Ben Stiller, we do Tommy Lee Jones. And it would be incredible. Because that's what this is yeah the the parents are meeting brit for the first time brit is so much older than than her parents i love how young jessica's dad looks compared to brit yeah (laughs) he says uh honey when you told us he was older your mother and i thought he might be 30 35 this man is almost old enough to be my father and just what the (laughs) hell kind of name is brit anyway and I'm like, <laughs> yes. This has all the makings of the first time we meet Eve's parents. Yeah. But but goes a very different way. A very and different I really, way. And I think it just shows the difference between, honestly, between Mark and Brit. Yeah, uh, fair. Like I, so like the, like, you know, they're having dinner uh, and <laughs> Jessica's dad is like, so how are things at the firm? And Britt's like, oh, I didn't know that like strip clubs are called the firm now, but like it's fine. <laughs> he, yeah, totally he's like, busted. he's like, is that some new hip lingo the kids are using? And he's like, I'm referring to the law firm you own and employ my daughter at. And he's he like, just, I don't own a law firm. I own a strip club, man. <laughs> just so good, so good. The dad storms off. And Brit's just eating his food. Brit goes outside. I love this. This is the best moment in the whole book for me. I love this. Okay, so he goes, you're out here acting like a goddamn child. Look, I'm sorry you had to find out about your daughter this way. I thought she had told both of you what she had decided to do when she dropped out of law school. Apparently, as I've just found out, your wife was told and you were kept in the dark. 
All you're doing right now is showing them that they had reason not to tell you. How you ever raise such a level-headed, even-tempered, and intelligent woman like Jessica is baffling the shit out of me. She's a grown woman, and what you're doing is... And then the fucking, this fucking helicopter goes in, and this guy just, like, rappels down. And he's like, God damn it! <laughs> so good. So good. He's and in the Rick middle. gets on the helicopter and he's like, hey, tell Jessica what's going on for me and takes off. And the dad's just like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> like I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so freaking good. So uh, we cut into it's a night sky later that night. They're in a jet plane. Donald has given him the rundown and he goes, I'd still like to advise against the bomb one last time. And Brit, you know, kind of gives us the reader the rundown. There is a superpowered individual who is way too strong for anybody else to go in. He's toppled tanks. He's he absorbs energy to uh, to boost his own strength. So he Brit is going to drop in there with a nuke strapped to his chest, essentially. And uh, he's like, haven't we seen this guy? Is this the guy from Guarding the Globe? I don't think so, because Brit kills him. That's that's what I was wondering. Because I was like, I but this is like the same exact like power set. It's very similar power set, and this what? might have fed into like because remember they were trying to like replicate the powers or something. Right, 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 right. So maybe right, yes. this is how that got. That might be. That might be it. Okay. Maybe we read this out of order. Maybe we should have read this first and then go into the Guardians book. That's the interesting thing, though. I, I kind of like us backtracking like this. I'm a sucker Now we for have to go prequel. revisit that episode, you know? <laughs> Just gives you a reason to go back and revisit that episode. Go back or and see archives, baby. Or listen to it for the first time if you haven't already. Oh. But, uh, yeah, I love that the scene starts with Donald being like, hey, we don't need the bomb, right? We don't need to use this. Brit hops out of the jet and immediately detonates the nuke in this city. And I love him just sitting there. He's naked and he just kind of looks up and he's like, damn. Like, and you know exactly what's going to happen. Page turn reveal. He gets attacked by this by this guy who did not feel the the nuke exploding. And this I guy love- who still has his clothes. Meanwhile, Brit doesn't. Brit's nude as a baby. Nude as a baby boy. <laughs> And nude I kind of love boy. how Brit just kind of comes into every situation like perpetually tired. He's yeah. just like, yeah, all right, cool. Here we go. And he just <laughs> starts getting his ass kicked. And the guy is just he's like, old and tired. I love it. <laughs> and the guy is just like beating on him for like a solid like four pages. And then finally, at a certain point, like Brit like stops. The guy has beaten his hands into bloody pulps. And In Brit's very just invincible like, fashion. Yeah. Yes. And Brit's just like, all right, you're done then. And the guy like goes to like hit him again. He's like, hey, hey, no, no, no. Hey, just give up. It's fine. This will just take a second. And he just fucking snaps his neck. And so I'm like, tight. oh my God. All right. And then he takes his pants. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, what's that guy need it for anymore? Yeah, Yeah. it's got to be decent. So the chopper touches down and not just Donald doesn't greet him. Erickson, Rogers and a band of soldiers show up and he's just like, all right, cool. Let's get out of here. And there's this great moment where he like 
there's this pause and rogers no poker face whatsoever yeah rogers is straight up like <laughs> just ah, smiling, i'm gonna just get him like, eh. ah, i'm gonna get that body i'm gonna get that body <laughs> and brit's like yeah okay and then he punches erickson and just runs love it i love that shit he's just like bah, scatter and he just fucking books it they're like shooting at him bullets are bouncing off of him of course that panel of the bullets bouncing off of him is fucking awesome very cool very cool superman-esque <laughs> it's very superman-esque or very luke cage <laughs> so we cut back to the ladies room still feels weird to say that it's so um, weird right and Brynn is basically telling Jessica, all right, we got to pack up your stuff. And he's just like, pack up anything you, you can't buy. And like, we're not coming back here. And I love how they're like, they're walking out. The guy's just like, hey, man, hey. I, I love this exchange. He's like, hey, before you leave, I got a question. And he and Britt just tosses the keys. He's like, club's yours. <laughs> Ask yourself the question. I love ask yourself the question. That's so funny. Like so check good. the paperwork. It's all in your name. Free and clear. Enjoy. And the guy just looks at the club. He's like, cool. <laughs> so we cut over to Donald's rundown apartment for as high up or as for what the job he does. You would think they'd be able to afford a better apartment for him. No. So, no. so Brit shows up and it's revealed that donald tipped him off he knew he told him what was going to happen and so he's like look we'll stay in contact but that's gonna be you know i'll do my best to help and brit's just like all right you know if anything it's it's the ending to captain america civil war where he's just like if anything big ever comes up you need my help call me So that's the end they of book mails one. on the flip phone. Yeah. Donald gets a flip phone. Like, what the Donald fuck? gets a it's flip phone. like, Jesus. <laughs> so book two, entitled Cold Death, starts, starts off, off very cold. Very cold. Uh, Donald is parked up as he arrives at this cabin in the wilderness. And he's greeted by Brit. Just, he's got this number one agent mug. And he's just like, oh, hey, man. What's up? Mm-hmm. Love it. And we find out that Jessica's pregnant. Hella pregnant. It's all coming together. Hella pregnant. Hella pregnant. And so they're basically, you know, kind of having a quick reunion. Donald's just like, hey, look, you know, this is kind of a weird situation, right? Like, she looks like she's going to pop any second. You are nowhere near any hospitals. And Brit's just like, I've been living a long time, man. So I know what to do. And then you hear this, like this big ass sound outside. And Brit just straight up goes, get in the basement. And I love it. The floor of this little log cabin opens up. And there is this gigantic, like sub subspace station underneath the house. Brit goes to open the door, and there's Erickson wearing the most 90s-looking armor. Oh, yeah. Cable and fucking oh, he, Strife, yeah, want like their, Strife want their fucking money back. Oh, yeah. And Rogers is there in, like, a fucking little, like, chopper thing. They've got the mechanical spider from Superman Lives <laughs> here as well. 
they spared no expense to try and take in Brit. It's true. It's true. It's a Rob Liefeld uh, John Waters extravaganza. <laughs> Did you notice in the uh, in the comicsology version of this, the foreword is uh-huh. written by Rob Liefeld, and uh-huh. I'm like, who found the comic of Brit in the trash? I'm like, what are you doing here? Literally found it in the trash. I was wondering the same thing until I saw this page. I was like, oh, there that's it is. Why he was there? <laughs> okay, weird. <laughs> He's even got like the hundreds of pouches wrapped around his thigh armor. I mean, he's even got this weird like headpiece. Like, what is what is the function of the headpiece? To make him look cool and get the look like Robo Lakers Thor? game. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he just looks like such an asshole. Like, which he is. It's fitting. And I true. love that. Like, Brit's ba- basically like, uh, maybe I've got you exactly where I want you to be. They're like, ah, and he goes, all right. Hun, can you turn on the motion sensors? And all of a sudden, all of these sentry turrets pop out of the snow. Everywhere. I loved this shit. And it becomes, you know, tower defense, (laughs) Brit style. Mm -hmm. Where, and I guess, um, I guess Rogers is piloting the the mecha spider. spider. Yeah. So we get a quick cut and I love like Donald and Jessica just sitting in the bunker. And this is a nice bunker. It's a really nice bunker. He's just I like, love that the repetitive thing in this book is bunkers. Is that Brit yeah. always wants to have a bug out bunker. I He's always got to have a basement. That speaks a lot to his character. Of like, I need to have somewhere where my family can go, like at all times. Yeah. <laughs> because he didn't have it in the ladies' room. Because he didn't have it in the ladies' room, and they had to leave. And so uh, there's this great moment where Donald's just like, did you feel that? And Jessica's like, no. She's just reading. Yeah. <laughs> Another day at the office for Jessica. Brit's just walking out there in his like tank top and boxers. And he's like, all right, I'm going to start chucking myself at planes. And he just. He just hops this. onto a plane and he's just looking at the guy through the window. He's like, you might want to land. <laughs> How do you open this thing? He's just trying to pull it open. Like, and he immediately like takes this thing. He's like, all right, I'm going to fly you straight into Erickson. Erickson is murked immediately. Love it. So good. A fitting end for a piece of garbage character. Absolutely. And Britt gets up. He's like, oh, that worked pretty well. I think I'll try it again. And he launches himself. <laughs> <at> another- <laughs> this is amazing. This is it's an amazing game. book. It's 100% like a video game where like it's Hulk Ultimate Destruction. It's Hulk Ultimate Destruction where you rip a car apart for the first time and use the car as gloves and you pound the villain and you're like, oh, I should just do that all the time. And so every car you see, you just do that. Well, here we go. We're going to use it now. (laughs) And so he eventually breaks into uh, breaks a couple more of these uh these little fighter jets and he hops on to the cockpit of the mechanical spider one of the uh jets flies underneath and ends up rupturing the little radioactive tank underneath the Mm -hmm. uh the spider causes it to blow up and i love brits just like oh great that time i could hear statham very clearly yeah great (laughs) just blows up we get the we get the uh the sound effect that malcolm so eloquently uh spelled out for us at the beginning of this braca raca raca thraca doom 
And then That's the next a page, stupid sound effects. It's incredible, though. <laughs> it's incredible, but it's really stupid. But it's incredible. And then we get my favorite panel next page, where it's just <laughs> he's just spread out, laying on his back in the snow, the yeah. and he sits up. And my favorite, he just goes, hey. <laughs> 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 it's just at no point was he ever in danger. At no, no and then point, Jessica and Donald show up in like hazmat suits because <laughs> they just had a radioactive detonation. Yeah, <laughs> but I love the just naked ass Brit is just laying there, and he just goes, <laughs> <laughs> "So good." So, uh, the <laughs> the Department of Defense shows up, and they're like, "Uh, sir, what happened?" And Donald straight up jumps into, "Yeah, man, there was an accident. Rogers and Erickson didn't make it." Um. But I convinced Britt to come back willingly. He's going to be taking back his old job. I love it. He's like, I am? <laughs> and Britt's like, yeah, all right, let's do it. And he's like, I was down to my last million anyway. All this shit was expensive. <laughs> and then as the helicopter leaves, we get a little rumble. Rumble in the snow. And rumble then, apparently, according to Robert Kirkman... We get introduced for the first time. So this is Cecil his Stedman. introduction. Okay, interesting. This that is makes the first sense. time we ever meet Cecil. That makes sense because the first time we see Cecil in Invincible is issue 12, 13. I think it's 13 is after the big fight. It's either 12 or 13. So that makes sense. That this would be uh, before that. So it's wild. Donald and Cecil are having maybe their first conversation ever. And Cecil basically just goes, all right, congratulations. You have uh, you have Erickson's job now. Now get the hell out yeah. of my office. I love it. This is like, listen, I've known that you were working with Britt the whole time. Like, yeah. <laughs> Britt kept finding his way into scenarios that he wouldn't know about otherwise. I figured you were working with him the whole time. I'm not mad about it. It's fine. Like, he's very resourceful. He's been serving his country for years. Let's keep him on the payroll. Like, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> because, of course, Cecil would react this way. Exactly. And I'm not going to lie. Made a little tear come to my eye seeing Cecil again. It was really nice, right? It was really? nice seeing Cecil and Donald and Britt. Like it, it was together. Nice. Yeah. As a united it front. Nice. It was just nice. And then we get the uh I love this. This last conversation between um between Britt and Jessica's dad. They're yeah. at this like Tony Stark Malibu home. That's exactly what it looks like. But exactly this predates like. that for years. Which means uh MCU, when are you gonna give Robert Kirkman his money? That's what I'm saying about Donald, because Donald is 100 percent Phil Coulson. Yes. Like 100 down to the Android stuff. Yes. He is 100 percent Phil freaking Coulson. So uh so give Robert Kirkman his money, Marvel. I guess give Robert Kirkman some money. Like <laughs> Or give him some money to make a Brit series, Marvel. Oh, hell yeah. So Brit has this conversation with uh, with Jessica's dad. And I love where he's just like, you know, I know you only accepted this place from me because of security reasons. Your other place is closer to your office. You can move back now. And the dad's like, well, it is such a nice place. I'd hate to see it go to waste. And I'm like, <laughs> excellent. And then he, I, I love, it. I, I just want to read this quote. Okay. So he says, now let's get one thing straight. 
I didn't like you at first, but I do now. A lot. You and Jessica make a good match, and I know she loves you very much. But you haven't bought me. You don't get a free pass. You do right by my little girl, or so help me God, I will find a way to kill you. I don't care how long it takes. Love it. And there's this awkward silence, and Britt, who takes the piss out of pretty much everybody, is just like, understood. I wouldn't have it any other way. And I just like, I love that shit. It's like, how do you feel when your son-in-law is clearly old enough to be your father? Yeah. I love it. (laughs) When your son-in-law is so old, you have to call him daddy. (laughs) He went from, I'll get her home by nine to you call me daddy too. You better, yeah. Brit is ultimate daddy. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so the rumble That's continues so and we get this this great moment from Donald at the principal's office of his son's school where he's where he's like, you know, they're talking about um his son's school work and he's like, sorry, I've got to take this. Yeah, I'll be right there. Hey, uh I've got to do I've got to go. Can I use your window? And the guy's like, what? And he just jumps out the window onto this helicopter. Absolutely love it. Now, a quick thing. Since Principal Winslow. Uh, isn't it? Principal- oh, my God. Yeah. Right. And this I'm is Reginald sure. Vell Johnson High School. So uh, Donald's kid goes to school with Mark. That's interesting. That's really weird. Like, I, I didn't is. expect that connection at all because I, I just keep thinking that Donald's kids are way young. I don't know. But and like, especially because, like, usually if they have something connected like this, it's much more, like, overt. Um, overt. Yes, it's much yeah. more overtly connected. Like, I we, didn't I didn't even he, realize this until he would right be Mark's now. friend or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We'd find out that, like, William was, you know, <laughs> yeah, like was, Donald's kid was Donald's kid. Which we'll find, we'll see meets Donald's kid later. Donald's kid is just Donald. Which could have been incredible. <laughs> I kind of wish William was Donald's kid. So we could have that had that been connection. Pretty fun. That, that would have been, been dope. Fun. So they, they get back, you know, Donald meets with Britt and he's like, hey, look, you're not going to like this. It's about your ex-wife. And we cut to this ridiculous mad scientist ass like place where donald's ex-wife is trying to save her son with her new husband which would unfortunately drain you know uh drain a certain amount of energy that would destabilize the the earth's Earth's core core. yeah that's crazy that is bad science Britt like bursts in through the ceiling because he doesn't know how to use doors and he meets with his face-to-face with his ex-wife and both the ex-wife and the father also have powers yeah so she's lady deathstrike basically and he's multiple man and he's mini multiple man because it's not just multiple man it's yeah. like he separates and shrinks every at the time same he time. separates they're all smaller they're all I love small that shit that's terrifying it like, is. what a horrifying thing that is but, but it Brit, also feels very black ops like Brit this just feels no again, like a black it. ops mission 
Oh yeah, I love it. He's just like, all right, cool. Bites the head off of one of them, which I guess kills all of them. So tight. And he's so like, so tight. Yeah, sorry. And he just kind of like leaves, and everybody, you know, rushes in, and Donald's like, hey, are you okay? And this is visibly upset, Britt. Yeah. And this is a through line that is going to carry into the final book. Um, but finally, we get the you know reveal of what the rumble was. It's the Yeti's dad, basically. Mm-hmm. And so this giant ass thing gets up and he's like, time to make the donuts. And he like, just walks <laughs> off. It. Meanwhile, uh, Britt and Jessica make a visit back to the ladies room, which I guess is thriving. Thriving during the day and thriving. Yeah, that's very odd. That's interesting. Maybe it's a exclusively like daytime strip club maybe there's it's money like packed there. it's packed there's a lot of people there it's kind of crazy so basically uh i'm gonna call this guy chucky he chucky. looks like a chucky i'm gonna call him chucky so chucky smalls and brit get to, get to have a little uh reunion before brit realizes oh there's something going on in anchorage alaska and it's not good so Britt hops on, you know, the nearest helicopter. And I love that Donald is in kind of the same armor that Erickson that was Erickson in. That Erickson was in? Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. So they drop Britt in there. And I love how, I love this shit, okay? They're like, all right, we're going to drop him in nuke style. Or he's just going to like crash through this thing. And he just goes, bonk. They, they drop him in and he just Rolls bonks off, his, off head. Of his head. It's so good. So good. And he's just like, you could tell like he's hanging on. He's like shouting at him, but the perspective is from the giant snow beast. So he's like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? And you see, you see Britt just like shaking his fist because he's too small for him to hear. So <laughs> he's like, leave the city right now or I'm going to kick your ass. I just, and the giant just laughs. <laughs> like he's like I a love this. slapper with it. This is why I loved Old Man Logan a little bit more than like current mm-hmm. Logan. Because mm-hmm. just old cranky superhero who can't die is just amazing. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that. I uh, due to your episode of Geeks Plane this week, uh, and uh, in part playing the Guardians of the Galaxy game. I've been rereading Star Lord Grounded, uh, which is the best. And so freaking good. All the it's old so freaking good. I mean, it's the best book in general. Like, I love that book so much. But I forgot how good Old Man Logan is in that book. He's so good. <laughs> and then reading that and reading this, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, it's absolutely just Old Man Logan. Like, <laughs> that's how Brit is. Like, Old Man Logan hooking up with the old lady in that book. It's just, so, like, so He good. comes down in her robe. In her robe. Like... <laughs> Peter has this moment and he goes to like hug him and he's like, your robe's open, isn't it? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Old man Logan rules. Always. Old man Logan ruled. Like he was awesome. They never should have brought Wolverine back. Honestly, it was way better when Laura was Wolverine and old man Logan was the Logan. Don't don't get it twisted though. Laura is still Wolverine. Laura is Wolverine. Absolutely. But, you know, now there's just Logan as opposed to old man Logan. That's fine. We miss you, old man Logan. It's been a long day without you, my friend. I'm sorry, is that a see you again from the incredible blockbuster Furious 7? 
Yeah, yeah. It's the only Charlie Puth song that I like. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk. Let's dive into that for a second. So in Furious <laughs> Seven, there's. <laughs> Speaking of Jason Statham. Listener, you're lucky because Jacob is usually here to keep us on track with this kind of thing. You're lucky this didn't just devolve into an entirely Fast and Furious episode because this easily could have. This could have been a F9 The Fast Saga review episode for sure. This could have been Hobbs and Shaw. Oh. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Just maybe. We'll do a series like this when Fast Ten comes out. Maybe. Oh my God, that'd be so good. We'll drag uh, Jacob oh, kicking and screaming. We have Jacob watch all of them because he hasn't watched any of them. Because he, oh my has God, it. that's a good idea. And he has to watch them. That's a good idea. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Okay. We got a couple years. Ba- back to Brit versus the giant abominable snowman i yeah. love this sequence okay so i'm i we don't have page numbers but this thing is tearing through the city and he's just like you know run run you insignificant gnats leave your possessions behind so that i may claim them as my own and you just see just slinking out of the shadows of an alley just the silhouette of brit and you just see him run into a parking garage. <laughs> and then the next page, just driving a car straight into this guy's face. <laughs> Very fast. Fa- the street always wins. Street always wins. <laughs> <laughs> this has successfully turned into, uh, into Fast and Furious 6. I love it. I love this. I love it. Street it's always insane. wins. It's insane. You thought this was going to be a street fight? You're damn yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how he like he clings to his face, right? And he's like, you're quite the pain in the ass, little one. He's like, tell me about it. And punches him in the eye. And so he pulls a, pulls a Tara, sweet baby Tara, Tara would be proud. <laughs> I hate eye punches in, in any Robert Kirkman book because it's the same way that it is in Invincible when she punches out in the eye. It, where you see the squish around it feels the fist. painful. Oh, like I wear contacts a lot, and like that, oh, like God. is a fear. I don't wear contacts. I'm always pulling <laughs> eye, like hairs out of my eye, though, and this is exactly what I think of every time. That's why it takes yeah. me like 20 minutes to pull a hair out of my eye <laughs> because I'm just like, oh God, I don't, oh, I don't want, oh. <laughs> So the, the the snowman like grabs him and just yeets him across the city and he just goes so shit and he just bounces off his building and as he's falling he's just sigh and he just <laughs> hits the ground <laughs> hits the ground right next to a motorcycle so immediately gets on the motorcycle to ride off towards the like I love how he is old man Logan is. he he's is old, old man, man Logan. Logan that's why he works better as a little guy that's true. He's old man Logan so true so he rides off. The, the big ass anything picks up a train and starts using it as like a flail. Yep. Love it. Destroys the chopper that Donald is in before uh Brit is able to vaporize this motherfucker. And as he's standing there, the uh the creature has been destroyed. He's standing there looking at the wreckage of the of the helicopter. Donald walks out. And this is canonically the first time that Donald realizes he's an android. Uh huh. So many firsts in this book. I love it. Uh-huh. I love this prequel shit. 
And so, and it's upsetting too. It's kind of heartbreaking. Oh yeah, because you know Brit's like Donald, like you're, you're an android, and Donald looks at his hands like, huh, so I am. <laughs> like, oh god, I, uh, what does that mean? And Which we do really get the ramifications upset. of this in the next book, but Which the, I love that same. And but the moment is cut short because Jessica has gone into labor. Yep. So everybody like is there. Donald is playing up the character by being bandaged up. Genius. 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 So they have their child. They're standing there. Everybody's looking nice and content. Um, you know, they say that, you know, this is little Brittany. Little Brit. It's Brittany, bitch. And it's Brittany, baby. And it's baby Brittany. <laughs> and so Donald goes, Brittany. Isn't that a girl's name? And we get the best ending to a Brit story. It's a great ending. Where everyone like slowly turns to him and he goes, my parents didn't seem to think so. And we get that smirk. And then he cracks a smirk. That same, that same like, um, uh, not, uh, not Chris Reeves, um, something Reeve. The old, the old school, old school Superman. Oh, George um, Reeves. George Reeves. It's that yeah. old like, well, I can't be everywhere at once, Lois. I'm exactly. Superman, you know. I'm not Superman, you know. In the wink. <laughs> like it's exactly that moment, and Donald's yeah. like, oh, uh, <laughs> never mind. Just I so good. Love it. And then you immediately hear the A Team theme start playing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So. We now come up to uh, Brit, red, white, black, and blue. This is the artist change that we talked about. And I kind of dug this. Yeah, I'm really into it. It looks great. It really looks great. It's definitely different than the last two books, but not in a bad way. Yeah, it's closer to a, honestly, it's closer to a Ryan Otley or Corey Walker style than it is a Tony Moore. But I think that works really well. Yep. And so we catch up with uh, with Donald and his wife or his ex-wife. The two of them have this conversation where Donald reveals to her that there was a mission. It went sideways. He didn't know he was an android. And he says, you know, ever since then, I've been feeling like unlike myself. I've been feeling like I haven't been able to express my emotions, but I'm starting to get that back. And she's like, I didn't. She says, I never thought it could be something that wasn't your fault. I, I love this whole conversation. It's a reconciliation. And it's it's really wonderful. I like, I love how it starts off with her just being like, listen, like, you know, you always went away on these missions and you were fine, but there was one mission. I don't even remember when it was. There was one mission that you, it, it's like, you didn't come back. Like you came back different. You've been different ever since you were cold towards me. And he immediately was like, Oh, that was November 14th, 1994. Like, I, yeah. I know exactly when it was. And I, I love how that plays out. I think that's really good writing. Really well done. And so the two of them basically uh, reconcile for the most part. And he's, you know, he gets called away. So he's like, I'm very sorry, but I have to leave now. She's like, I'll call you. And so he says, that's yes, money. we'll have to continue this conversation at another time. Hands her money. And she's like, what's this for? He's like, the window and he bursts out of the window because he's got jet boots now so badass so fucking cool and then uh, he's talking to brit about it like immediately and brit's and- just like i told you not to do that i told you, you not to do the window thing, you idiot like 
he's like, I'm, he's, I'm sorry, I just caught caught up in the moment. It was very James Bond. Like. Yeah, he said it was such a James Bond moment. He's like, I wasn't really trying to impress her or anything. I was so proud of myself for coming up with it. So I never should have good. told you about it. And Britt's like, no, I could have told you that. <laughs> so I love their friendship. Yeah. Genuinely love their friendship. And I hope that in season two, when they inevitably bring Donald back as a cyborg, that we yep. get some him and Brit time. Yep, we better. So we get to we get inside this hangar and we find that Susan, who is Brit's ex-wife, is there along with her dying son, who they are calling Kid Fusion. Kid Fusion. Dope ass name. Dope name. If that's not the name of a legionnaire, I don't know what is. There, he better be. I'm. Don't look it up. But uh, so nah, they're basically the plan is they're going to launch him into the sun because that yeah. is going to give him enough power to sustain himself. But they have no idea if it's going to work. They're going to launch him into the sun, and I guess if he comes back, then they'll know it worked. Yeah. But otherwise, like, like there's no way to track it. They're like, if he comes back in, I think they say something like five days. Yeah. Then we'll know it succeeded. If not, no, we we'll have no succeed. idea. Yeah. So Brett, I love Brett goes to kind of, you know, have a reconciliation of his own with Susan. And, you know, they more or less make up just as Jessica walks in. Awkward moment. Quite awkward indeed. Um, and so they, you know, kind of head off. Um, they got a little baby Brit with them. <laughs> I do kind of love this bit because I like the reversal of why she's mad. Yeah. <laughs> Cause when she walks up and sees Susan and Britt like hugging after a reconciliation, she seems kind of mad. And when they walk off, she's like, listen, we both agreed since we had Brittany that neither of us would be having any other lovers unless we discussed it first. And I don't like what I'm seeing. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's not like that. Like, it's just like, okay, okay, okay. Like, <laughs> But I like that reversal of like, it's not that she thinks like, oh, you're getting back together with your ex. It's just like, we, we said that we weren't going to bang anybody else. Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> no, but not even that. She just says, unless me. we discussed it. Unless first. we discussed it. Like, She's just like, tell me. Like, if you're going to bang her, like, we have to have that conversation first. Like, yeah, I, I love that. That's so funny. So cool. So Donald has a uh, meeting with Cecil where he's just like, look, you need to take some time off. And Donald's straight up like, I can do that. Donald's mischievous look right there is real interesting. It is. And so we get to uh we get back to this beautiful mansion of a home. I got where Britt and Jessica are uh are living. And this is this is one of the moments where I'm like, oh right, it's still early 2000s Robert Kirkman. Yep. Because Britt, you know, Jessica's breastfeeding, they're getting visited by her parents and Brit straight up just goes, that must be the in-laws. You better put Lefty away. You know how your dad hates to see you doing that. And I'm like, okay, man. Okay, yeah, not necessary. But then, so so this next page has the weirdest pacing I think I've ever read in the comic. Yes. Like, if I'm going to give one real negative for this book, this next page, it's five panels, and it has the weirdest pacing of it always keeps two people, like, in conversation, and someone leaves and then someone comes back like in the next minute. It's so weird. Yeah. Either someone's entering or leaving or they're in the background. Or they're speaking. in the background of like the entire page. It's so odd. 
I just wanted to point that out. It drove me crazy. I read this fan. I read this page for like 10 minutes because I was trying to figure out like, what is this? Like, what is the point of any of this happening? Like, <laughs> Thankfully, it doesn't like happen too often or for too long. Like this one's just for a page, but it is super noticeable. It was so painful because, I mean, you could have just gone to the dinner. Right. Like there, there's no need for anything else on this page. Yeah, totally agree. So <laughs> they are sitting down for what looks like Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And I love I love this this moment where he's like, So Brit, how's everything go everything at work going? Anything interesting? And Brit just goes, Well, yesterday I killed a ten thousand year old sea monster before it drug an oil rig into the sea. A few days ago I shot my ex wife's son into the sun. He was sick. And he just goes, <laughs> sometimes I forget who I'm talking to. <laughs> and then we get the payoff for the mischievous, mischievous look from Donald. Where he yeah, shows up at his ex-wife's house and he's like, can we talk? She takes the flowers and she just goes, come in. And she just brings him in. Slam the door. While this poor guy is working on the window outside. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's going to get a real look-see right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so Susan is waiting for their child. Meanwhile, there's been this whole plot by this evil Frenchman uh, conspiring with some aliens mm -hmm. to take over the U.S. Um, and that invasion begins now. What ugly-ass aliens. What ugly-ass aliens. They like, damn, those are some ugly aliens. Like, bro, put a fucking mask on or something. Jeez. For real, please. Like... It's offensive. So, and at a certain point, it looks like between uh, books two and three, or no, between books one and two, uh, Jessica and Britt have gotten married. Yeah. Because they reference their marriage. So I like that. And then, um, and I love I love this too. You know, the fire is raining down from the sky, and Britt's just, again, like, this shit's hitting the fan to the basement. I love it. Yeah. This thing has a basement? There's always a basement. <laughs> There's always a basement, which is so tight. <laughs> so good. We see that the uh, the fornicating has driven the uh, window worker away. And yep. Donald... He left his van there. Like, he's just gone. Yeah, he's, he's just left. like, I'm I'm going on lunch. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm done here. He's out. And Donald and, uh, Donald and his ex-wife were, uh, were having, some, having some good good. Oh, yeah. They run out and they find Donnie, who's just like playing his games. And he's like, what was that noise? And Donald's just like, uh, pff, you know, um, you see. And he's like, no, 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 I understand what that those noises were. What was the noise outside? <laughs> House blows up. Everybody's, you know, reacting to this invasion. Donald has to go to work. So he everybody takes the is, family with him. Yep. And Britt drives up in a little Humvee and he's just like, hey, man, let's do this. And so him, Donald and Susan go off to the White House to try and figure out how to take this threat down. They are assailed by these alien creatures until Susan's head gets like exploded, which is so upsetting. Upset. Uh, right, right before that, we do get the really cool page of, oh, oh yeah, yes. let's tie all this universe in together. So there's a top panel of Britt and Donald and Susan fighting the aliens. Then there's a panel of uh, Savage, Dragon. Savage Dragon and Super Patriot fighting aliens. 
And then there's a panel of Invincible and Brit and the uh, or Invincible and, and the Guardians. The team team. Well, well, yeah, I guess they're the Guardians at that point, right? Yeah, because there's Monster Girl. Yeah. yeah. And then uh and then we get On the our fairy- friends. Oh. Our friends. It, it our broke my friends. heart to see them again. It legit as much as it paid me to see Cecil again, to see Knockout and Kid Thor again That's, broke my yeah. fucking heart. Yeah, I had to turn the page really fast because it, it really bummed me out. Super it actually bummed me, bummed me out to see them. Oh, I miss them so much. Yeah. So yeah. isn't that so, wild? Let's take a second to focus on that. Isn't that kind of great? Talk about it. Yeah. Isn't that kind of great that we miss them so much? These yeah. really tertiary like side characters, and they meant so much. Like they, that's that's the strength of this universe. Man. It's, it's the magic of this, like Malcolm said, it's the magic of this whole universe. This saga really yeah. gets you invested in even the smallest character. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. So Susan gets her head exploded and exploded. Uh, not even like just shot, just like shattered. Uh, yeah. Donald gets blasted. Brit gets pissed. And he's like, I and he basically says, you know, we've got to fight. We've got to figure out a way to beat them. Somehow we've got to beat them. And at that hey, moment, goes to berserker mode. At that moment, Captain Marvel reenters the scene. Hell yeah. Straight up Kid Fusion bursts out of the sun, goes Carol Danvers on this ship and proceeds I, to just. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Explode everything. He is just incredible cecil doors into the white house and strangles this frenchman i love this if this was my first introduction to cecil was reading brit i would be all in on cecil 100 i mean now now we know he's on the train of french violence that's exactly the the best tribute that we can give to olivier not being invited to his funeral is Mm -hmm. to talk about some pristine top of the line french violence i mean this is canonically the first bit of french violence this is this is the french violence this this is the french revolution of french violence (laughs) i do hear the people sing (laughs) and i'm javert (laughs) i just love that cecil comes in it's like you know usually I don't usually get my hands dirty, but for you, I'll make an exception. Just chokes and he just strangles this guy. (laughs) Incredible! It's so so dope. Kid Fusion, who legit has the power to be, or has the potential to be, the most powerful character in this universe, other than Kaboomerang, basically Mm -hmm. burns himself out trying to kill Brit once he finds out that his mom's dead. Yeah, and burns himself out to dust. So now. The entire family, Susan, her husband, and now their son are all dead. Mm-hmm. And Brit is naked again. Yep. And at the end of this, you know, Donald comes to fight. Fu- Donald's jacked, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Donald's lean. He's cut. And so he goes, you know, are you okay? And he says, I can't do this anymore. I quit. So then we get the epilogue. Which is real quick, real quick epilogue. Real quick. Which I like um, that. Yeah, epilogue should be quick. Should, so yeah. Donald shows up back to the mansion, which is in the process of being rebuilt. He yeah. meets with uh, Jessica, who's basically like, he's in the basement. And we find this is Shaggy six weeks Boy later. Brit. Yes. And he uh, it says that he's been down there for three weeks. So we find Brit in his best rick grimes i guess well no he um, just looks like movie old man logan 
Oh, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Though I wouldn't mind, since we're since Robert Kirkman loves casting Walking Dead alums as yeah. characters in Invincible, give it to Andrew Lincoln. I think he could do it. Honestly, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Take out the southern twang a little bit, but yeah, I could, I could see Andrew Lincoln doing it. That'd be tight. And then Britt at one point shows up to Jessica's door with some cards. He's like, "Don't talk, just read." <laughs> and he starts pulling the cards, <laughs> telling her how much he loves her. And it's really inappropriate and really yeah. creepy. That's when we find out that Jessica her is actually in the next door. eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> her husband's in the next room. Yeah. Deep and then, cuts. That's what you come he, here for. The, years later, the her husband will be a psychopath and go around trying to kill off all of magic in the universe because there should be no more sorcerers. This is what you get. This is what you come to this <laughs> book club for. The Andrew Lincoln filmography. <laughs> this is what you come here for. You come for those Andrew Lincoln slash Chiwetel Ejiofor tangents. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Donald is there to bring Brit back into the fold. Brit is basically like I'm not coming back. He's like, that entire family is gone because of me. And he's just like, he gives this great little monologue at the end where he's like, look, the government has Invincible and the Guardians of the Globe, and they can always subcontract those morons at Capes Incorporated. They don't need me, not like they used to. They can afford to give me a little break while I sort some shit out. But you know the deal. If something comes up that just can't be handled by anybody else, if you really and truly need me, you know where to find me. Until then, leave me the fuck alone. And that's the end of the book. That's the end of the book. I, I, I love that ending. I think that's really fucking rad. Ending, but that's also, a great ending. How do we go from this to Brit leading the Guardians of the Globe? Like, how does I guess that maybe happen? We'll have to find out sometime. Ugh. Mm god but overall i i think that this was a fantastic book it is with some of its characters some of its subjects uh subject material it is showing its age a little bit this is almost a 20 year old book but overall i mean we have talked about how much we love brit for a while and i'm glad that we finally got to give him his spotlight welcome what did you think of the brit trilogy overall and uh did you have a favorite moment yeah i really like this uh there's things i don't like about it but those are the things that just date it really hard it's right. very 2003 sensibilities as far as it's comic book telling telling stories just for the boys that's why there's boobs in it for the in boys a strip, a strip club named the ladies room Gross. you know like yeah it, it's dumb like 2003 shit you know um and like weird, like sexist comments, like when yeah, when they go to visit put the strip club, uh, when when they go to visit the strip club, and he's talking to Chucky Smalls, and he's like, I could just hear the clucking now. Oh <laughs> yeah, he's like what? probably talking about laundry and dishes, and I'm like, Jesus, Jesus, like, no, what the hell is that? Like, I I think that the course correction that they make with this character and with Jessica, honestly. Yeah. Uh, work really well like we know that those characters become very deep and very like it's cool to see where they come from absolutely we, the versions of the characters that we get way later are way more impressive totally um, which i like a lot uh favorite moment it's it might be the dinner with uh <laughs> with with the parents for the first time where Britt goes out and talks just his dad and she's like hey you're being a little idiot yeah uh 
it felt very uh 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 uh, uh I, i've been watching ted lasso for the first time yeah uh, and he felt very coach uh coach beard mm-hmm. there absolutely uh, i just did. watched the diamond dogs episode uh where where he tell where coach beard tells roy like grow up get over it and it felt very grow up get over it, which i really appreciate nice. um but yeah i i really like this uh it was really interesting um especially knowing where these characters go down the line totally agree it, it this is makes, just the beginning for brit it makes me appreciate the brit that we have a little bit more knowing where he came from yeah oh yeah and knowing that, like, yeah, I used to be this, like, kind of a scumbag who ran a strip club and was yeah. dating someone who was super young and also worked for him, which is a weird dynamic. Weird thing. Like, him having that beautiful moment with Jessica when they're talking about their son on the autism spectrum and, like, yeah, they have come That's a long thing. way. And I love yeah. that we get to see these characters grow and evolve and change over time exactly and it makes me almost appreciate this book more knowing where they end up yeah Um, and the action is fun like some of it has that you know really uh signature robert kirkman pace in a lot of the action sequences and a lot of the storytelling the dialogue's very quippy brit is just a fucking national treasure he's a gem my favorite moment is still legit, like him just laying in the snow after he caused that biochemical explosion. He just sits <laughs> up and goes, <laughs> I love it. He's so pleased with himself. Like, yeah. I love it. Brit's so good. So yeah, Brit's um, kind of awesome. That wraps up the Brit trilogy, the Brilogy, if you were. Oh. And that is going to do it, you know, next week. We are diving into volume 24 of Invincible. The The beginning of the end is the beginning. Is the end is the beginning is the end of all things. Littering and uh, littering and. uh. (laughs) (laughs) So volume 24, um, do your reading. I hope you enjoyed this little side story that we did. We loved diving into this. Jacob's going to have to tell us how that funeral went. I'm sure the service was beautiful. I don't care. (laughs) I'm mad. I don't care. We're mad. We're still mad. We're still mad. But uh, next week, tune in for all three of us talking about volume 24, part one of the end, part one of the grand finale. I am not ready. I am very, uh, very nervous about this, but it is, it's time. Don't it's do time. that. It's Don't, time. D- it's time. We're almost there. I wanted to hear you do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it like you, but I'll when I try my best. There. <laughs> almost there. <laughs> <sighs> so tune in next week for that. Same geek time, same geek channel. But for now, for the Geek Explained Book Club, this is Eric Azana. I am Malcolm Russell Nelson. And we will see you next time. Go get the Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's great. It's wonderful. I can't believe how good it is. Get that Flarkin game. Right, Flarkin now. Get that game. And read Brett.
We're talking about the Guardians game, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it's going to be just the entire episode is going to be about how fucking sweet the Guardians game is. How fucking good that game is. <laughs> Guardians of the Globe.